I'm Marcella Lewin, and this is the Contentful Creators Podcast, Season 1, Episode 3. So let's get to it. Hello and welcome to Season 1, Episode 3 of the Contentful Creators Podcast, where I have conversations with content architects, designers, developers, and other creators who use the Contentful content platform and related technologies to create web experiences. I'm your host, Marcelo Lewin, a content creator, developer, project manager, and a certified Contentful professional. Today, I'm having a conversation with Temu Tamela, a software developer, Contentful certified professional, and creator and co-host DJ of oralcandy.net premium house music podcast. Our topic today is all about creating a website that runs on Contentful and Ruby. But before we get started, if you want more podcast episodes, tutorials, webinars, blog articles, or to register for a meetup, all focus on creating web experiences using Contentful and related technologies, please visit www.contentfulcreators.com. All right, Temu, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be on the show. Thank you for being on the podcast. I appreciate it. Today, the topic is interesting because you specialize on Ruby and Contentful, and we're going to get into all of that pretty quickly. But why don't we start with you giving us a little bit about your background? Like you said, I'm a software developer. I'm from Finland. I've been in the game for about 12 years now, full time. Currently, I work as a lead developer in a company called Reason Solutions, which is located in both Lahti and Helsinki. We're also a consentful partner. Uh, in the past, I've done a lot of PHP development with Drupal and other content management systems. These days, I mostly design and develop REST APIs using Ruby. And like you said in the introduction, I'm also a DJ and I dabble with audio production and graphic design on site. So you enjoy doing a variety of things, obviously. Yes, that is correct. If I could do it with a straight face, I'd introduce myself as the digital renaissance man. So related to the DJing, you have a site called rlcandy.net that runs on Ruby and Contempo. We're actually going to talk about the entire stack that you use there. But before we do that, why don't you tell us a little bit about rlcandy.net? Yeah, it's a podcast which was established in 2008, going on 12 years now. OralCandy.net is essentially a two-man non-profit passion project. In that addition to myself, there's one other DJ, my close friend Vesa Kotinurmi, another difficult name to pronounce, aka DJ Mesmik. So like the title suggests, the podcast focuses on all flavors of house music. So the format of the podcast is DJ mixes, just music and little to no talking. In addition to house music, we also feature a wide selection of other genres under our two sub-brands called Shadow Project and Trade Digging. So if any of your listeners out there want to give oralcandy.net a listen, it's available for free via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and basically any podcast directory out there you can imagine. Before we get into all of the details of your site, because that's really what this is about, is the details of how you built that site. You mentioned you're a certified contentful professional, as am I. Want to explain to the audience, what does that mean to be a certified contentful professional? In simplest 
terms basically means that we took an exam that ensures that we possess the necessary knowledge to build contentful-based services in a manner that utilizes contentful in the best possible way. And obviously, you have to keep up with the latest, and things change daily, as technology always does. So why did you switch from PHP to that stack, which is contentful slash Ruby? What was the reason you went that route? One of the biggest reasons was, of course, that I preferred Ruby as a language, but actually Contentful worked a lot better for us than traditional hosting services, which are also usually limited to PHP. Were there any specifics besides the hosting? And we're going to talk about hosting, right? Because when you talk about hosting, there's two kinds. There's the Contentful where you do your content model, but then you still have to host your code somewhere outside of Contentful. So we'll jump into that. But was there anything else from a technical side that made you say, let's go with sort of a CMS versus your custom built PHP? I think at some point, every developer has created some kind of custom content management system of their own. And the reason usually is that they prefer using some language or some framework to create the best possible front end. And the thing about Contentful is that what I really wanted was just an interface and a system to store and edit the content. And in this case, also deliver the content, but that's another topic. So that kind of relates to the question why I like Contentful so much to begin with. It is because most available content management systems, and I've been working with them quite a lot, the problem is that they're not really content management systems at all. They're more like website management systems, which means that in addition to having the tools to store and manage your content, you're stuck with a certain language, typically PHP, and you're also stuck with the conventions of that platform. What I like about Consentful right away was that it was just a content management system and nothing else. It was just the tools for managing and editing content and delivering content. But I was free to create the front end with the language and framework I wanted. So let's switch topics to Ruby. Of course, everybody that I talk to nowadays, basically they're developing their app using some form or flavor of JavaScript like Node for the back end. Why did you choose Ruby? Well, I guess in many ways it was a happy accident. Back in the day, the company I worked for at the time was building its own CMS with Ruby. And it sort of stuck with me ever since. I've never really cared about what's trendy or hip. I just choose whatever works for me. I like Ruby because it has a very intuitive and human-readable syntax, but at the same time, it's a very powerful language. Since you've done a lot of PHP, maybe you can compare and contrast a little bit between Ruby and PHP. What is it that you like about Ruby versus PHP, and what is it that you miss from PHP? Well, I can't say I really miss anything from PHP. <laughs> But Ruby in comparison to PHP and JavaScript is that unlike JavaScript and PHP, which were originally kind of designed for a specific purpose and then kind of grew from there, Ruby was designed to be a general purpose programming language from day one. And it kind of shows. One of the reasons I like Ruby is that the ecosystem's stable and mature. Change is very gradual and conservative, so there's like no new framework popping up every other week. 
there's a lot of cross-pollination and interoperability between frameworks. So vast majority of the components, conventions and skills are interchangeable and it's easy to jump from framework to framework. Would you consider Ruby to be a friendly language for people getting into programming or getting into web development? Yes, I would definitely would consider it a friendly language for beginners and pros alike because the syntax is very human-readable and very understandable. Continuing the Ruby conversation, why don't we talk about Ruby on Rails? What is the difference between just Ruby and Ruby on Rails? Can you explain what that is for people that are not familiar with Ruby? So Ruby is the programming language, whereas Rails is a framework built with Ruby. Rails is the most popular Ruby framework, so it's practically synonymous to Ruby development. I see. So does that imply that there are other frameworks that people can choose besides Rails? Sure. One example would be a framework called Sinatra, which is also what I use for oralcandy.net. I see. So explain that because you actually use uh, Sinatra, right? So what is the difference between the Sinatra framework and the Rails framework? Sinatra is what you call a micro framework. It's like Rails' skinny but nimble little brother. Rails is like this uh, full-blown MVC framework which comes with everything but the kitchen sink. Sinatra, on the other hand, has only the bare essentials and is less opinionated regarding how your application is expected to function. Got it. So you would choose either Rails or Sinatra. It's not that Sinatra is built on top of Rails. Yeah. And when you say opinionated, let's expand a little bit on that. How is Rails opinionated versus Sinatra? Rails relies heavily on the model view control paradigm, whereas Sinatra, on the other hand, does not expect you to abide the MVC paradigm. I see. So there are certain rules that it enforces, whereas Sinatra is a bit with less rules, let's say. Yes, that is correct. I'm not sure if enforcing is the correct word, more like expects. And all the functionality and the tools that come with Rails are designed to support that. The other thing you mentioned to me when we were chatting prior to the podcast is that you work with Padrino. Tell us what is that? Yes, that is correct. Padrino is a Ruby framework as well, but it's different in the sense that it extends Sinatra. Like I said earlier, Sinatra is very bare bones. So Padrino adds features to Sinatra and brings it closer to the feature set in Rails. Padrino is modular, so you can only add parts of it. For example, Oral Candidate uses Padrino's standalone helpers, which add template helpers to Sinatra that are similar to those found in Rails. So what kind of features did you need when you were creating your site that made you use Padrino on top of Sinatra? Well, in this case, the template helpers. Can you expand what those templates are? Sinatra supports a templating system called ERB, which is one of many. And it's also something that is used by Rails and, for example, a static site generator called Middleman. And Padrino adds helper functions that 
print out HTML tags. Another tool that you use is Grunt. That's not Ruby, correct? Yes, that is correct. Grunt is a JavaScript-based task run. So explain a little bit more about that, what that is, and then why we're using that. Grunt can be used for a number of purposes. In my case, I use it as an asset pipeline, which means that Grunt combines and compresses all my scripts and styles into single files. This in return means that the front end has to make less HTTP requests to load the assets. I see. We're going to get into a little bit of Contentful now and Ruby. I wasn't aware that they had an SDK for Ruby, which they do. So I don't know much about the Ruby SDK with Contentful. One of the questions I have is, does the SDK support the full CMA API or is it mainly the delivery API? Yeah, actually support for all the main APIs. There's a separate client for the delivery API and there's another client for the management API and it's also possible to use the GraphQL API via Ruby, but I'm not an expert regarding that. What about the preview API? Do they offer that or the image API through Ruby? Yes and no. When it comes to, for example, the image API, there isn't a specific Ruby client for that API, but you really don't need one because you just need to request the images by an URL just like with any other language. And the preview API, basically you can use the CMA to pull preview stuff, right? Anyway. Essentially, the preview API works just like the delivery API, but just with the content that has not been published yet. So continuing with the Contentful Ruby SDK, what kind of improvements would you like to see in the future? Is there anything that you wish the SDK could do? For example, I'll give you an example from the JavaScript one. Through the CMA one, you can't really create tasks with the SDK. You have to go through REST, basically. The SDK is not covering that yet. Do you have anything like that from Ruby that you would like to see added in the future? No, not really. The Contentful SDKs already pretty much do what I need them to do. So if I were to give some kind of feedback towards Contentful, my message would simply be that keep supporting Ruby. Because for me, one of the biggest selling points of Contentful is the fact that you can choose your own language. Correct. If you were to start today from scratch, let's say, would you still continue with the same framework you have or would you use a different kind of framework like a JavaScript one based? Given how familiar I am with Ruby and how much I enjoy the language, how familiar I have become with the stack over the years, I don't think I would choose any otherwise. I dabble with Node.js and Express from time to time, but they just don't have the same appeal to me. Fair answer. So switching gears a little bit into the actual content model, because that's of great interest to me. Can you explain with your current site, RL Candy, how did you design that content model? What kind of tips do you have for us? You might be surprised to find out that oralcandy.net actually has only four content models. I tried to model them in a way that they have 
as much semantic meaning as possible. On those content types, you said they're pretty abstract as opposed to being very connected to the front end, which makes sense. You want to keep the front end decoupled from the back end so that way you can make your content model and content types scalable for the future, correct? Yes, that is correct. So maybe you can touch upon a little bit without getting into the full details of every content type, but what were your four basic content types that you created and your thoughts behind that? Basically, there's a brand which represents one of the three brands, Orkan.net, Shadow Project, and Create Digging. The brand includes the logos, navigational links, microcopy, that sort of things. Then there's the episode, which represents a single podcast episode. There's DJ, which is the author or authors of an episode. And finally, there's label, which represents a recording label in the real world. You see an episode, DJ Mix, that is, has many tracks and each of them are released by recording label. That's a pretty clear design that you've done. In my mind, I already pictured the connections between all of them. And that makes a lot of sense. And I think that's really important. I'm actually going to be doing a webinar on content modeling. And I love how you did it, right? Where you kept it very abstract and very separate from your front end. So that way you can deliver that data regardless of your front end to any kind of omni channel. Yes, that is correct. The last couple of questions are more about where you're hosting your site, because you mentioned at the beginning that Contentful, that's where you store the data, the content itself. And that's software on the clouds is hosted by Contentful itself, all the content. But what about the actual code that you wrote? What host have you chosen and any particular tips for searching for different kinds of hosts that can host these languages, frameworks, and the ability to connect to Contentful? OralCandy.net's front end, which is to say the Sinatra application, is hosted on a cloud platform called Heroku. It's a wonderful platform. I really can't recommend it enough, especially great for Ruby applications. I really didn't have any reason to look for other hosting. Heroku worked so well for my needs that I actually didn't have all that much need to look for other alternatives. Taking your files into Heroku, are you doing a dynamic on the server side of framework or is this like a static site generator where you're generating the HTML? How does it work and how's your continuous integration work? Sinatra is dynamic server side framework. It's a lot like Express. So people familiar with Express on JavaScript probably understand the concept. Do you use Git? And can you talk a little bit about continuous integration? Yes, I do use Git for version control. And essentially how deployment is made is that the Git repository is hosted both on GitHub and also on the Heroku server. And whenever I push new code to the Heroku master repository, a new build is being generated. Cool. So we're pretty much at the end. One last question for you is, do you have any tips for scaling Contentful and Contentful applications? Well, the great thing about Contentful, and this is something that a lot of people don't realize, is that Contentful is not just a content management system. It's also a high-performance content delivery network. That's something that's really important for a site like OralCandy.net, where the vast majority of traffic consists of 
audio files that are delivered from Contentful CDN. So the only thing we really need to worry about with scaling is the performance of the front end. And Heroku makes that really easy. We are using a free service called Cloudflare, which is a reverse proxy and a cache service. Thanks to Cloudflare and the fact that OracleCandy.net is fully server-side rendered, over 95% of the HTTP requests are served from Cloudflare's cache instead of Heroku. Well, Thamu, unfortunately, we're out of time. I really do want to thank you for taking the time to speak with me and share all of your knowledge. I'm sure this is going to be very helpful for a lot of people. So thank you so much. Thank you as well. It was my pleasure. If people want to get a hold of you, do you want to give uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, email, whatever you like? If you wish to contact me, you can usually find me on the Contentful community Slack. So if you have any questions, don't hesitate to message me. And they can just search for T-E-E-M-U. That is correct. I'm sure you're the only one there with that name. Pretty sure. Pretty sure. All right. Then well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And to the rest of you, I'm glad you were here with us. Just a quick reminder to visit www.contentfulcreators.com for more podcast episodes, tutorials, webinars, blog articles, or to register for a meetup. So until the next episode, I'm Marcelo Lewin. Cheers, everybody. Thank you.